0: Leave them. I can't. Yes. Go. You live.
1: To bet that anyone who listens to our show has uh, no doubt why we're playing Scotland the Brave uh, off the top, uh, yet another of our um, genre brothers has uh, passed on, and um, this one hit me pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, Roddy Piper has always been, uh, there in my life, (laughs) like in a big way. And, uh, it's kind of crushing for me. I had a hard time, uh, coming to grips with it, you know? And it's not one of those that I can write off as, uh, well, he was 94 years old. Right. Yeah. Uh, 61. Yeah. And, uh, real bummer. And uh, really, the only wrestler I can think of that if you saw he was coming to a horror convention, uh, there was reason. <laughs> you know, right, right. There, I've noticed in the past few years, like wrestlers are popping up at horror conventions, and I don't know why. Like, <laughs> why is Ted DiBiase going to Monster Mania? I don't get it. Like, um, but Roddy uh, gave us a lot of cool shit in the genre. Uh, yeah, chiefly amongst uh, them hell comes to frog town of and course everybody thought i was going to say they right. live <clears throat> look hell comes to frog town is a lot of fun <laughs> but yeah he gave us the john carpenters <clears throat> they live he was john nada and that's an iconic he came to chew bubble gum and kick ass right he was all out of bubble gum yeah and a lesser quoted line that i love from that movie is uh mama don't like tattletales." yeah <laughs> Uh, he was also in a TV movie pilot called The Highwaymen that was really, really good. It was kind of a Mad Max type of thing. Oh, nice. I don't think I ever saw that one. Played a character called Preacher. But the guy, I mean, so prolific. I mean, not only in, in wrestling. Of course, in wrestling. Uh, when I first, when he first came on my radar at four years old. Right. And I began rooting for the bad guy, <laughs> making my mother think there was something horribly wrong with me. And she was right. She was right. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, we um, spent about 30 minutes on Hot Rod on the latest dispatches from The Weird. Um, But, yeah, uh, as far as, uh, I mean, look, every every kid, every guy, when he's a kid, their first hero is their dad. Sure. Uh, At least in my case, it was. Yeah, sure. But, uh, you know, after that, the first two heroes in my life, I would say, were probably Roddy Piper and Bill Murray. That's a good combo. And I think both of them had a lot to do with how I turned out and, uh, my ability to talk my way out of shit and, (laughs) uh, be a charming asshole when I need to. Yeah. But yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, beyond a bummer. Yeah, for sure. I, um, I'm very happy that a few years ago I did get to meet Roddy and, um, you know uh tell him how important he was and who i ended up growing up to be and he was very cool he he took a lot of time to to hang out that's awesome um what about you is it mainly they live for you you weren't a wrestling fan i really wasn't um i mean i think every
2: just about every boy um at least had a little bit of that when they're especially when they're younger like when i was like young young I I dug wrestling right. just because I want an excuse to like jump <laughs> off the couch and like you know, body slam pillows and right. Um But yeah, I You named uh, your
1: cat pillows, right? What's that? You named your cat pillows? Well, yeah,
2: sure. Uh, um <laughs> went through a few went through a few pillows. <laughs> um but uh but yeah, no, it was, it was definitely more they live, but uh yeah, it is whenever it's like a very sudden yeah. leaving like that, it, it's it's very yeah, upsetting. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, and he, he, you know, for the past longest time, twenty years or more that I know of, he he took really good care of himself. Right. Uh, he wasn't really a drug guy. He, right. I think he all but gave up drinking. You know, it wasn't like a Jake the Snake type of right <laughs> downfall. You know, I right. think he was in pretty good shape. Um. Well, because I saw all, cancer.
2: Right. I, well, I'd seen. Um. Of course, when he when he passed, everybody was put, posting all kinds of videos and stuff. Like yeah. I saw one of his more recent uh, appearances on WWE, and I'm like, it looks pretty good. Yeah. I mean, look you know, he's They're obviously... a 61-year-old wrestler. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's in good shape, you know. But, yeah. I mean, that, that was just so incredibly sudden. I don't think anyone saw that coming.
1: Yeah. Well, I know I, I certainly didn't. Right. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. I, ch- I chose to play Scotland the Brave instead of an interview or a quote from Roddy because they are just way too many to, to choose <laughs> right. from. I, I, I spent about two hours today just watching Roddy Piper promos, and I couldn't. It would have been a two-hour podcast of just Roddy Piper promos. Right. Um, the guy was beyond gifted on the mic. And uh, to show you how important he was to me, like, I have not been actively uh, a fan of wrestling for decades. Right. But... A key few friends of mine who are still into wrestling know that if he shows up, they call me, Right. and then I watch. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll watch wrestling when Roddy Piper shows up. Sure, you know? sure. Um, so yeah, it was just a real bummer, and uh, I need to see if I can find. I talked about it a bit on on uh, Dispatches. Um, my friend Frank and I co-wrote a um, screenplay years ago when I lived in Danville. That was kind of. Uh, uh, overblown autobiographical of both of our lives. Hmm. Um, a comedy, um, a bit of a romantic comedy, I guess, which is weird. I know, <laughs> but it turned out pretty good, but I, um, had two people in mind when I wrote the script. I had, a, there's a character who was a drunk, uh, in a jail cell, uh, that I had Mojo Nixon in mind for. Sure. And, uh, the character, the, Was. I had maybe two scenes that was my dad, the character that was ostensibly me, his dad, and I reached out to to Piper through email (laughs) and sent him the script. And I have a back and forth between me and Roddy. Oh, wow. Um, Of course, it's me being me and like. (laughs) gushing. Well, there's that, but I mean, it's like, yeah, I'm going to get this movie made. (laughs) <laughs> right. Oh right, yeah, right. right. I'm in my mid twenties or you know late twenties, <laughs> living in Danville, Virginia, with no money, and I'm reaching out Hence to people and being like, "Hey, Virginia. you want to be in this movie?" Right. You know? uh, but he was incredibly cool about it. He, I remember you sent like uh, um, notes about what he thought if he did do the character. Really? Yeah, it was it was really really nice. Huh. Wow. And uh, yeah, just we're really really tired of doing this at the beginning of episodes, but. Um, I'm thinking we should probably just stop doing this
2: (laughs) show because it seems like every episode we murder somebody Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, in in some weird karmic way.
1: And, you know, whenever someone important to me, especially in the entertainment industry, uh, passes, I have a habit of uh, writing a eulogy on Facebook for them. Right. And for the past week, every night I have tried, and I just can't. Yeah. I can't put words to, to what it, the, the, the devastating hole, uh, right. which is what we used to call my ex girlfriend. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I was happy that I was able to come up with one joke out of the Roddy, out of Roddy's death. Okay, and I think it's a joke that he would appreciate. Um, this just goes to prove uh, that Roddy Piper will do anything to upstage Hulk Hogan. <laughs>
2: Uh, right. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. I mean, he didn't, you know, use any racial slurs against Keith David or anything that we know of. That we know of. Yeah. Right. So.
1: Um. Yeah. So that that's a real tragedy. And uh, several years ago, the WWE put out a a three disc bio- uh, documentary hmm. called "Born to Controversy," the Roddy Piper story, and it's really good. <laughs> and you can probably find it for like three or four bucks on Amazon now. Right. And it's well worth it, especially if you're not familiar with Roddy um, and his time in wrestling. Uh, It's amazing, some of the stuff that he went through. Because, I mean, this was a time when um, there were no safety precautions. Oh, right. The guy had, like, an hour-long dog collar match with Greg Valentine. Jesus Christ. His two guys in leather dog collars attached to each other by logger chain. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's brutal, brutal shit. Yeah. and a bunch of those matches are on there and a bunch of his uh famous Piper's Pit segments um 20 or so were collected on there and just the documentary on its own is is really good you'll get a a real respect for uh what you may refer to as some dumb wrestler right you know so i urge everyone to kind of poke a little further into the world of of hot rod and uh someone someone uh uh put together a, a tribute video that was it's three minutes of Rowdy Roddy Piper eye pokes. Because that was kind of his go-to bad guy move, as he would just <laughs> poke you in the eyes. Jesus. And it's the funniest and fitting, most fitting uh, thing that I've seen. Uh, of course, last night on Dispatches, the song that we played was the song that I told Ben I would have chosen uh, if I were to cut together a tribute video. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was um, Dropkick Murphy's Warrior's Code. Nice. Which is um, very hot rod I sure think. sure um so yeah please everyone raise a, a glass to uh our fallen comrade uh the rowdy one Roddy piper uh, yeah. may he rest in peace uh arnold palmer i love you mm. uh moving on mm. from from the sadness right uh we are fresh off of scares the care well S- sort of <laughs> <laughs> this episode is fresh off of scares the care right um I was amazed at your ability to not spend money. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I remember coming home and being like, is this all the
1: shit I got? Yeah. Is that it? I was like blown away. Yeah. Um, You should teach me some of that. I'm
2: I'm still, you know, kicking myself for not picking up that axe. Yeah. Uh, Have you gotten in touch with those guys? You you got a card from them. I did get their card, though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They'll be there next year. Sure. Which we've already... uh, (laughs) gotten our room booked for next year and been confirmed that we are returning yeah so we there will be a second uh, we belong dead live podcast we have a year to plan this so hopefully it'll go a little better and uh, maybe we'll find out uh, figure out a way to actually um, live stream it right (laughs) that would be nice uh, to make it a a true live (laughs) podcast instead Um, of just live for 25 people (laughs) (laughs) right Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed it I mean you've listened it's up now there's like a trilogy of podcasts right um from the scares the care weekend i hope you guys enjoyed it and i i I listened back to it and i i it's look i i'm not up i'm not angry with how the podcast turned out the live podcast right i'm i'm disappointed in myself um now given that the podcast itself was fine and it was fun and it was chaos and it's a good listen sure um But uh, I I expect more out of myself as a podcast host. I would say
2: the live show that we did, as far as, like, just the way it went and the overall tone was more Dispatches than We Belong Dead. I would agree with that. Because We Belong Dead tends to be the more structured show that that you do. Um, I mean, that's certainly not a bad thing. I I love the shit out of Dispatches well, thank um, you yeah, yeah, um but uh but yeah, no, i mean i I, th- I think it the well um the
1: problem uh, I think is I shouldn't the main problem is I shouldn't have waited until the night before the podcast to start putting together uh, a a rundown and structure yeah. for it,
2: but to be that being said, you banged out some good stuff I did that, that we, we just didn't get to didn't really get to right. Yeah. <laughs> because almost all of us were in some state of inebriation i can't
1: believe no one would do the stephen king trailer i'm really bummed about that that's true any horror fan worth their salt knows that trailer and no one in that room everyone's like what what's a maximum underride Ugh. Ugh. Jesus. get some salt people come on people you got a year hi i'm raised out fucking, stephen king raise your fucking <laughs> sodium levels and we'll see you next year um that being said, we're not going to stop um, uh, telling you how important it is to support Scares the Care oh, absolutely throughout the year. Um, I wouldn't say they're a sponsor of our podcast, but they're definitely um, a driving an affiliate. Point. An affiliate, definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, look them up and support them because it's a, a damn good cause. I mean they uh, they did really well this this year. They did. Yeah. I mean
2: they almost tripled what they made last year. Yeah. As far as you know the revenue you know after bills and celebs and all that.
1: Yeah, which is awesome because mm-hmm. uh, last year I think was a little disappointing for mm-hmm. you know Joe and all the guys that Scares the care. Right. Uh, so let's make it even more amazing next year. You have a year to plan your you know three or four day vacation, guys. Just it's set, it's aside, set aside,
2: fifty bucks every week. Yeah, <laughs> every paycheck. Yeah, so you can have plenty of money to blow. Or if you're in, just make sure you have a couple hundred bucks. Right.
1: I'm so impressed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know. Jesus. I think after like the things I got signed, I think I only bought like three things for myself. Yeah. And a couple other and a couple gifts. Yeah. That
1: was it. I just. I. I, I mean. I. I, was, I just stayed away from the sol- the silent auction. Is what happened. Well, that that's a really right. good idea. <laughs> Um, but I uh, like I was uh, earlier this week, I was I rewatched the um, re- remake of The Blob, mm. <clears throat> the Twilight Time Blu-ray, right? And I remember seeing someone selling a copy of it. It's out of print, right? And uh, limited edition, and all this stuff, and it's beautiful and wonderful. <sighs> yeah, and, yeah. And I remember seeing it, and and as I, and as I put in the the Blu-ray to rewatch, I flashed back to seeing it there at the con and pointing it out to you, and you just brushing it off and walking away, and me and I started thinking if if the roles were reversed, yeah, yes, I would have bought it, <laughs> absolutely, sixty bucks, sure.
2: Look, I walked away from a Hellraiser Blu-ray signed by Clive Barker and a bunch of the cast. That's true.
1: That ended up going for just thirty five dollars. No, it did not. not I, don't I don't remember what it went for.
2: <laughs> I think th- I think the uh, highest bid I saw the last time I looked at it was like seventy. So, you
1: don't think it was worth eighty?
2: Oh, I think it was worth eighty. <laughs> just like I thought that axe was worth sixty. I just didn't have the money to blow. But
1: n- neither did I. But it didn't stop me.
2: Right? How's that working out for you? <laughs> okay, now <'cause> I've <laughs> sold a bunch of shit to get out of debt. <laughs> Including uh, a bitchin' uh, Monarch doll and a an <laughs> yeah. Arkham City uh, Joker that I've got sitting over there. It's true.
1: <clears throat> and thanks to me being drunk at a silent auction, you now have a copy of uh, Lance Hendrickson's autobiography. I do. So me getting in the hole worked out pretty well for you. It did, actually. <laughs> yeah. um, what do we do in this block? Is it just kind of shooting the shit?
2: Yeah, it's shooting the shit and news, but I don't really have a lot of
1: news, to be to be honest with you. Um, I don't have a ton. Um, I've got a couple things. I, I, before we get off the subject, though, I would like to um, uh, give our sincerest thank yous to Joe Ripple and everyone that scares the care. Absolutely. And uh, everyone that came out for the podcast and to Mike Lombardo mm-hmm. uh, for being the guest who wouldn't leave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it was a really good time, and, and thanks to all of those uh, reasons, we had a really great little Absolutely. four-day getaway
2: rob and his crew and um did you ever catch the name of the first two people who came in and like sat and chilled with us while we we're sitting up i feel bad because yeah. they were really cool yeah yeah shit no. if you're listening guys send us an email
1: yeah it was a guy who was like who lived in korea for a while mm. and was a stand-up comedian oh i didn't catch that
2: part yeah i came in at the tail end of a ninja turtles uh conversation right, you were, uh, oh, oh,
1: well you were recording so Oh, setting up the audio Yeah, and all you that, yeah. can go back and listen to our conversation. Oh, groovy. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. cool. Cool.
2: Um, and s- speaking of, uh, shout out to Jake for letting us borrow all the uh, audio equipment. Who? Jake. You know that guy? Oh. The Jew and Ridgecast.
1: <laughs> What's a Ridgecast?
2: Uh, I mean, nothing important. It's fine. Oh, I
1: also want to thank Jenna Manson for. Uh, Absolutely, donating a a uh, uh, one of a kind one of a kind uh, a portrait that, that one lucky horny <laughs> devil was really excited about with. getting. Yeah, those guys have gotten in touch with me actually. Heather, that, that group that came in kind of late. Cool. Um, we're all Facebook friends now. I like but that uh,
2: that he got the print and then like looked over and saw Jen and was like, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, also, um, the. Um, guy and the girl that were, were with uh, Mike at the at his booth yeah uh, I've become Facebook friends with them oh as cool well. yeah, yeah they were they were really Kristen fun Kristen and, uh, and somebody they're married oh okay uh, Kristen
2: and Mr. Kristen yeah that's it yeah, yeah.
1: <clears throat> but yeah just really good time and really great people and if, if you're a horror fan I'm talking to you uh, Brandon McLaughlin I'm talking to you uh, uh, Ben Walt uh, I'm talking to you uh, um uh uh, other listeners, um, it's the most fun you're going to have at a con uh, in a laid back way. Yeah, and and uh, a so well run. Oh, Such a well run con.
2: Um, and uh, I do want to point out, and, and I, I gushed over this guy a couple times, not you know figuratively, not yeah. literally. Um, uh, Brian Keene Oh yeah. At the show was just awesome guy. What one, one of the biggest highlights for me like I didn't I didn't really expect yeah. that level of you know conversation and accommodation still waiting to hear back from him but you know <clears throat> yeah I got that hardcover uh, yeah, limited fuck off. edition damn highway <laughs> fuck
1: right off that I'm loving I'm sure you are I told you I looked up what it actually went for yeah fuck off okay yeah Yeah. <laughs> I got it for 20 yeah so sigh I think it was the first thing I bought at the con it was one of them yeah did, did you actually I see my it. face
2: when you picked it up? No. Did you actually see how like crestfallen and just distraught I was when you
1: handed him a twenty dollar bill and he and he signed it for you? I didn't. Uh, yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. Look, I I went years being the guy that was like, oh, you, here you take the, you know? right, and I I can't do it anymore. So when you
2: have someone with you who is their first con, you decide to dick them over, is it? That- dick them over. Look, you
1: look, look. <laughs> I took Everyone you to just Goodwill. Down. You took me to Goodwill. You forced me to go to Goodwill. You made friends. You and Ben with their fucking thrift stores, man. I don't get it. I don't belong in that world. You lived
2: in Danville for a while. You absolutely belong in that
1: world. <laughs> yeah, past tense. lived and lived. Got the fuck out as soon as I could. Oh sweet medicine. Um so yeah, it's uh July. 22nd through the 24th i believe of next year uh check out scares the care on facebook and uh, make your plans and if you want to stay at the con hotel do it quick get your reservations quick because uh they they sell out very fast and um you don't get charged until you check out so what the hell if you don't have the cash it doesn't matter yeah just go ahead and reserve it go for it yeah you got a year <clears throat> Moving on from Scares That Care. Again, thank you, Joe, and everyone involved. Um, I read today that Bill Murray is going to be in the all-female Ghostbusters. Yeah, I read that too. What up with that?
2: I don't know. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> I'm
2: a little upset about that.
1: I, I thought he was better well. than that. I mean... He's essentially the reason that a Ghostbusters 3 has not been made. That's true. Is it just him being, like, smacking his dick in everybody's face (laughs) and being like, I'm going to be in this terrible version of Ghostbusters. Yeah. Is that
2: what
1: it is? I hate to prejudge movies, but Ghostbusters is such an important part of my childhood. I
2: hate to prejudge movies, but I feel like I can if it's based
1: off a gimmick. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Um I just everything I hear about this thing, it's just anger. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I didn't dislike was uh, the images of the Ecto that they put out. Yeah, that uh, was kind of cool. It yeah. looked kind of cool. Sure. That's it. Everything yeah. else, uh, you know, I'm, I've, I haven't been like vindictive toward a film in a long time, or like actively hoped for its failure. Right. But I. I this, this one is there. getting there, man, yeah. and it's. Not, you know, I could be proven wrong. I mean, let's hope and we with, are. With any other franchise, I would probably say I hope they prove me wrong. Sure, but it, I just want to be right about this movie being terrible. Right. Yeah, that's that's about it. That's really it. Uh, I got some stuff. I brought in a haul this week. Oh yeah, of some stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Well, I I went to the comic shop, and anybody that listens to Dispatches from the Weird already knows that I bought my first ever uh, set of dice and dice bag, making me officially a fucking nerd. Yeah. Um, I mean, at least mine are fucking like Call of Cthulhu dice, so it's okay. Oh, is it? (laughs) It is. Uh, You keep telling yourself that. Yeah, I will. Uh, I picked up a a trade paperback uh, for a title I've never heard of, but it sounds wonderful. It's called Strange Detective Mysteries. Okay. New York, 1902. Huh. And it's, uh, it's kind of a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen type of situation. Um, it takes place, obviously, in 1902. Um, the greatest minds in the world have been brought together for a secret purpose. Uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, Nikola Tesla, Harry Houdini, H.G. Wells, and Pat Masterson. Huh. Are brought together by an unknown source to investigate the murder of Edgar Allan Poe. Interesting. Yeah, I thought it sounded pretty so. Cool, so it takes so.
2: off where uh, it starts off where the Raven left off. <sighs> uh, <laughs> uh, I saw that in the theater. Wow, the Dollar Theater. <laughs> But well, still. you
1: paid less for it than I did because okay. I bought it the night it came oh,
2: out. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, what a pile of shit that movie was. It really was. was. Um, yeah. My options were uh, that movie or uh, The uh, Wrath, of, Wrath of the Titans was the sequel, I
1: think. I think so, yeah. I, I think I still came out ahead, but, uh, <laughs> Just but still. Just barely. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to reading that. Uh, Ian brought a gift to me, a, a, a gift of a film that I, I once had. But I gave up for the greater good because it was out of print as far as I knew. Oh, okay. And uh, I had a copy. And the first interview we did on uh, Conversations with the Weird with Joe Whiteford, uh, he mentioned that one of his favorite films was Eaten Alive, Mm. uh, the follow-up that Toby Hooper did after uh, Chainsaw. So being um, the kind-hearted, selfless podcast host that I am, I sent him my copy of Eaten Alive. And I've been without it now for like two years. Yeah. And I've actually noticed and been bummed on nights when I've suddenly been like, i fucking eaten alive. Yeah. It's a crazy-ass fucking movie. I, and I haven't seen it before. Did you pick up a copy? I did. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Uh, it's um, If you have an Ollie's near you, you can pick it up. The two-disc special edition from Dark Sky Films. Uh, two bucks. You can get it. New. It's not even like yeah, a used copy. No, it's completely new. Uh, and it's great. Two-disc so special edition. Come it's on, so great. Uh,
2: it looks great. You'd be surprised at the shit you can find at Ollie's.
1: It's true. No, yeah. no. As, as much as I despise thrift stores, is the same amount that I love Ollie's and Big Lots.
2: Yeah. Mainly Ollie's.
1: Yeah. Big Lots doesn't You rate.
2: realize thrift stores are the same thing, it's
1: just used, essentially. Nope. I mean... Nope. Here's what doesn't happen at Ollie's. I'm not accosted by insane strangers who want to talk to me about shit when
2: you're there with your friend and your friend just pieces out and yeah. leaves you behind yeah, yeah it's
1: pretty great pretty great uh, so yeah if no one if you haven't seen it in the live my god I don't know if you can order from like Ollie's website or whatever if you don't have one near I kind of doubt it but try to get your hands on, on a copy if need be if you don't have an Ollie's near you shoot me an email and I'll run by and pick up a copy and send yeah. it to you it's, it's that
2: good but do it quick yeah, yeah. Cause, definitely. Because they, they run out of shit
1: quick and um, they don't replenish. So. We deadpot at gmail.com. Shoot yeah. a line and be like, hey man, I want a copy of in live. There's no Ollie's near me. You know, I might actually this week go by and just stock up on a few copies. Might as well. That way I'll just have them handy. Get a couple of copies of Manborg while you're at it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Manborg is also there for two bucks. Um Yeah, I can't wait to rewatch this movie. Uh then I picked up <laughs> I picked up at Ollie's Archie's Weird Mysteries. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why it was like four bucks. It's forty episodes of an animated 40, series. Jesus, yeah, uh, about Archie and Jughead and the gang, um, ripping off Scooby Doo, ripping off Scooby Doo, essentially. Good. Yeah. Um, forty bucks. Oh, no, forty episodes. Four right. bucks. I mean, yeah, I smoke a lot of weed. Right.
2: Well, and I <laughs> actually picked up. I don't know if you saw this. There, it's uh, Tex Avery's cartoon something. No, but it's not Tex Avery stuff. But it's the main character is called. He's a little cowboy guy named Tex Avery, and it's very much like that style. Oh wow, of humor. And uh, I remember seeing a couple of cartoons when I was a kid and, and digging it. And but it's the same as that. It's like four bucks, like forty-four episodes. Nice.
1: It's, why not? I'm gonna have to check that out. I didn't see it there. Uh, I also picked up at Walmart for nine bucks. Season one of Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. I'm intrigued by this uh, one. I've, I watched it today. Uh, I finished it right before I came down here well, to do the Well, it's podcast. not that many episodes, is it? No, it's uh, like six, six episodes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and But there are a ton of features, commentaries and behind the scenes and all right. that stuff that I have not watched. I just watched the, um, the series from start to finish, and it is <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> it's uh, life as middle management in hell, pretty much. Sounds good. It's so goddamn funny. It's Adult Swim, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I can't. Uh, I can't wait for more. It's a bummer that it's only six episodes, but it was well worth the nine bucks. Yeah, I'm gonna rewatch it definitely. I have a real love
2: hate relationship with Adult Swim releases. As far as, like, features and things go. Uh-huh. Because some of them are just chock full of shit. Like, any robot chicken you buy or anything like right. that, it's going to have, like, hours and hours of shit.
1: Even, like, Venture Brothers has yeah. a decent oh, amount Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, oh, god damn, I love Venture <laughs> Brothers. Um, but uh, and, but then they'll have stuff, like, uh, for the three people out there listening who have watched Frisky Dingo, which is fucking <laughs> Frisky great. Frisky Dingo is very good. Um, There's, like,
1: nothing. <laughs> oh, there's, there's, like, no features? two features. <laughs> that's it on both seasons. It's that's upsetting. A bummer. I hate when... Uh, uh, something, something, dark side. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know what I was about to say. Uh, the Venture Brothers releases have, um, a running commentary track. Yeah. Through, like, they watched them back to back and, and it's, it's so fucking good. <laughs> Doc Hammer. <laughs> I need to go back Jackson and do that. The public are so funny. Yeah. I really would like to meet those guys. And, uh become friends yeah like we have with David Naughton right he was going to be on the podcast tonight but he's taking a nap upstairs on the couch right
2: yeah
1: he's tuckered out we all live together (laughs) in a bungalow um I also picked up from Scream Factory uh the uh double feature Tales from the Crypt and Vault of Horror nice the original uh uh what is it Amicus I believe put these out yeah um, uh, really good stuff, uh, but unlike Shout Factory or S- Screen Factory, no features. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is kind of a bummer, because I would love some, uh, like documentaries about Amicus. I already have a bunch of shit about it. Anyway, <laughs> I need commentary tracks. is <laughs> right. on everything. I'm addicted to commentary tracks. <clears throat> but these two uh, movies look fantastic, and uh, it's got the unrated uh, Vault of Horror, which has been missing for a hundred years or whatever. Very nice. um, Well worth picking up. I think I, I grabbed that for like uh, ten bucks on Amazon. Really? Yeah, ten or twelve. Um, and you know, for two features from the seventies from Amicus, uh, including "Tales from the Crypt" and "Ball of Uh The "Tales from the Crypt," they actually adapted the story that Larry Drake was in before the TV show did. Oh, all through the house. Um. Yeah, really good. Um, uh, what else? I got a couple other things. Oh, I <clears throat> frequently spoken of on the podcast Joe Dante. Hmm. Uh I got a movie of his that uh I'm pretty sure is on one of those VHS tapes that I liberated from my dad's basement. Okay. From when I was a kid. The uh oft overlooked yet uh amazing inner space on Blu ray. <laughs> Have you seen this? Uh not since I was a kid, but yes. It's so fucking good. Is it? Uh Kevin McCarthy is in it. Uh uh our our patron saint um Dick Miller. Dick Miller has a cameo. Mm. Um Martin Short, Dennis Quaid, Meg Ryan. Okay, no, this last couple might not bring you in. <laughs> uh it's such a good movie. It's uh it's a, a mid 80s um, what, Fantastic Voyage? Or what was the movie? The, mm-hmm. Yeah, Fantastic yeah. Voyage. A guy gets, sh- uh, Dennis Quaid gets shrunk and sent into Martin Short's body. And then, uh, for reasons that don't matter. <laughs> villains, it's great. It's so good. Has a commentary track with Mr. Uh, Dante. I'm really excited about that being on <laughs> Blu ray. Uh, and then finally I picked up, um, What's, it's definitely in my top five of Vincent Price films of all time. Uh, Kino Lorber released *Madhouse*, which is great, which was an A.M. Uh, A.M. Uh, A.I.P. Amicus um, joint release. Hmm. Um, it was, I believe, Vincent's last big starring role um, in this type of film. Right. Anyway, but um, they use a lot of uh, Price plays. Uh, essentially, Vincent Price, <laughs> but his name is Paul Toombs, Okay. and he's a you know a um, horror star. Unlike Vincent Price, past his prime, mm. uh, who's trying to hang on and uh, ends up losing his mind. Blah blah blah. But it gives them a reason to use a lot of clips from AIP stuff that he did, like the oh, Corning nice. Poe stuff. Uh, it's really really good. Uh, it's uh, Vincent Price and Peter Cushing together, which is awesome. Oh yeah. Uh, Robert Quarry is in it. Um, just a really, really good movie, Madhouse, and Kino takes uh, really good care of their. Um, like I, I often say that uh, Scream Factory is the Criterion Collection for horror, mm-hmm. which isn't untrue. But if if we're gonna go like fully Criterion, like if we're gonna include the pretentiousness of sure. the Criterion Collection, Kino is the way to go. <laughs> gotcha. Um, they put a, They they take a lot of great care with uh, with their releases, which is cool. So that's what I picked up this week. I'm guessing you bought nothing because you know how to manage money, right? I did actually. Uh, was it, it? was today. Um, I ordered
2: um, the Blu-ray of Reanimator. Oh, you didn't have it? I didn't. No. Um, it's been in my uh, wish list for forever, and for, I was scrolling through today, and for some reason, it was like five forty-seven. 47 Oh, wow. And I was like, well, fuck yes, and uh, scoop that up real quick. Nice. I also bought $47 Ronin, because it was $8, and I really want to see that. <laughs> don't judge me.
1: Too late. Yeah. Um, you watching any more Vincent Price? No. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm glad to see you're taking it seriously.
2: Yeah. Well, I just don't want to get too salty all at once i'll go into shock
1: you You watched one of them right you watched something a while back uh phoebs oh that's right the incredible mr phoebs you haven't watched the sequel yet not yet right why would you it's only been like two months
2: yeah have you watched full eclipse yet yeah yeah Yeah. how'd you like it it was awesome yeah
1: i don't know what you what you were talking about when you said it wasn't good yeah i haven't watched it i'm sure it's terrible You know, it's probably time for us to toss to something. Yeah, sure. 40 minutes, then why not? Um, What what do you want to do?
2: Let's do, uh, I think we did your song first last time.
1: All right, let's do your song first this time.
2: Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) That was implied, Richie. Thank you.
1: I don't like implications. Yeah? You're very straight to the point Did you see what I hung up down here? Very nice. Yeah.
2: And then I see you got the signed one over there.
1: Yeah, I need to find a better place for it.
2: But yeah, no, I gave Richie a uh, very cool Japanese-American uh, werewolf in London uh, poster.
1: Yeah, so I hung it up. Yeah. So that's, that's that. It's a good story. It's right between Tommy Chung and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre where it belongs. Yeah, makes sense. Right underneath Ed Wood. And right above the brain that wouldn't die. So <laughs> <laughs> that's where it fits. Yeah, works. I have a really interesting studio. (laughs) You do? I I never really take the time to look around and be like, wow, if I wasn't me and I walked into this room, I would be like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah. I'm pretty cool, guys. Yeah. So, uh, uh, what's your song? Let's do the... the Yeah, my
2: song is uh, (laughs) something that I discovered as a... Can
1: you link this song to horror?
2: I mean, the video is kind of creepy and okay. weird. Um, I can't
1: link my song to horror okay. this week, so don't um,
2: feel bad. But, uh, yeah, I had always, you know, it was when I had first, like, become aware of Nine Inch Nails. And uh, <laughs> and, uh... And, uh... And I'd only... Nope. 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 She um, Thanks, Bane. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but all, all I would really known Bowie from was like his like Ziggy Stardust era, because that's what I mean. My mom would listen to him a bunch, and then yeah. I heard this song, um, "Afraid of Americans" by Trent Reznor and David Bowie, and uh, it's fucking great.
1: Wait, uh, is there a, is there a It was off of Earthling? Right, I don't remember. Uh, do I? Should I look up? David Bowie, Trent Reznor, I'm Afraid of Americans.
2: I mean, if what do you have?
1: David Bowie, I'm Afraid of Americans.
2: Well, Trent doesn't have any singing parts in it. Okay. So I think I think we're good.
1: Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure I got the right thing. I think he
2: just did the music for it. Okay.
1: And he's in the video. And
2: Peter Steele. Yeah, let's play the fucking song. All oh, the milk wine...
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's Line My Favorite Americans by David Boy. David.
0: This
1: guys weren't here but we turned off all the lights and had uh, glow sticks for that it was pretty badass look <laughs> <laughs> what? i'm not being ironic or facetious mm. we had our own little uh, rave
2: yep i put on the decker mask and then rich got aroused so i had to take it off
1: all true yeah uh
2: what do we do now and do the uh, director spotlight
1: oh yeah we can do that we can do the director spotlight oh you want to tell me what my uh, pitch idea is first nah you'll figure it out okay um, your pitch idea ties into our recast this week okay we're recasting uh, Toby Hooper's seminal uh, follow up to Texas Chainsaw Massacre Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 Um, the massacring yuppies for dinner I don't know yep um, so that'll be fun. That was a tough one for me and I'm not entirely yeah. happy with most of my picks. I'm I'm pretty happy with cool, that. Cool. Good. Yeah. Um, but you are going to be tasked later on with pitching me, uh, your idea for Texas Chainsaw Massacre three. God, what, why do you always give me like something easy? The, the
2: movies that are so near and dear to your heart.
1: <laughs> hey, you knocked it out of the park with reanimator. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Keep in mind that Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 isn't near and dear to my heart. Right. I don't hate it, but it's not reanimated. Well, see,
2: I was hoping you'd give me something that I could just, like, automatically think of something and just home run. Oh, you just wanted it to be easy. Because the last pitch I did was such a pile of (laughs) shit. I mean, granted, it was all to be a sarcastic asshole, but, you know, I'm better than that, so.
1: Are you? (laughs) Well, you have a while to think on it, and you can't do any worse. I mean... After Chainsaw 2, look how, like, scattershot the fucking series became. Right. Like. Cast Matthew McConaughey. He was good. <laughs> Say what you will about that that uh, installment, <clears throat> and I can talk some shit about it. <laughs> but McConaughey was pretty fucking good yeah. in that movie. Yeah. Um, what, what were we doing? Oh, the director spotlight. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I can't believe it took us this long to do this guy. One of my favorites. Um, Mr. Don Coscarelli. Oh, why am I not... Wait, let's do that again. Yeah, let's do that again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry, I'm just... hate staring the uh, cable that's crackling over here.
1: Yeah, I need to get new, all new cables.
2: All right, I'll just sit here for the next two hours holding this cable. Yeah.
1: Could you? You're welcome, listeners. Um. Okay, so I'm surprised it took us this Really, an ad <laughs> that I can't skip? Okay, so that's fine. I'm still waiting to hear back from my good friend Brandon about doing a cover of uh, Have You Seen It? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, our friend who did that kick-ass cover of Sitting Here at Midnight uh, that we played, uh, what, a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Hmm. Do you
2: hear that? Nope.
1: Okay. It must be nothing then. Um, surprisingly, it took this long for us to spotlight Mr. Don Coscarelli. The man who brought us Phantasm. Yeah. Uh, Only 11 credits. Yeah. Directing. I thought there would be more. A
2: couple of them, I have no idea what the fuck they are.
1: The first two, I've only heard about in reference to Phantasm. Okay. Like in documentaries about Phantasm, they talk about Jim the World's Greatest and Kenny and Company. Because that's where Don first started working with uh, Angus and Reggie and Michael Baldwin. But they aren't horror films. So fucking, they're like kids' films, (laughs) uh, essentially, from what I understand. Angus
2: Scrim was in a kids'
1: film. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Hey, what's uh, Angus Scrim's real name? Oh, I don't know. You need some salt, (laughs) Rory Guy.
2: So, what prompted the name change?
1: Anyway, (laughs) uh, so so we skipped those two, and in 1979, he unleashed upon the world uh, the. Uh, Way underrated Phantasm. Like, I know people like me that love it, love it. Right. But there need to be more people like us. This movie was fucking, like, mind blowing.
2: See, I I have a lot of love for Phantasm. Yeah. But I do like to make fun of one scene in particular, and I think you know which one I'm talking about near the beginning The Lady in Lavender? Yeah. Where she fucks a guy to completion. Yeah. Like, not just like, oh, I'm going to act like I'm going to fuck him to Uh lead him into the graveyard and kill him. Right. It's, I'm going to have sex with him until he comes. Yeah. And then I'm going to stab him once in the stomach with a knife and he's going to die instantly.
1: Yes. Right. What's your problem? (laughs) Nothing. Look, why... I'm good. Look. (laughs) This series may not have had the money of A Nightmare on Elm Street... (laughs) Or a uh, Halloween. Right. But that's part of the reason it belongs above those films. It, it, it couldn't cheat by throwing money at the problems. That's true. Um, the Phantasm is... Uh, the first nightmare... The uh, Angus Scrimm is my first boogeyman. <laughs> After I watched Phantasm... Understandable. At, at a uh, sleepover, I believe. I couldn't sleep for weeks for yeah. fear that I was going to open my eyes be in a cemetery with the tall man standing over my bed yeah um so fuck fuck them all (laughs) fuck all of you people uh then in 1982 he brought us a movie that when i was a kid i had no idea was a don coscarelli film but i fucking loved it oh it turns out don coscarelli is not a fan of the film (laughs) uh the Beastmaster. yeah It's a good time. (laughs) It really is. uh, That movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I remember watching that movie and being like, fuck,
2: I really want some ferrets. Yeah. Those guys are badass. (laughs) I don't remember a whole lot from that movie, to be honest, other than the ferrets. Yeah, I don't remember that much anymore. And that they saved
1: him from a quicksand pit somehow. (laughs) They did. Yeah. They certainly did. Um, It's a really fun movie. But, yeah, I've heard in interviews Coscarelli's, like, They didn't let me do what I wanted. They changed it. Well, (laughs) sorry. Didn't let me uh, play out my vision, the grand (laughs) scheme for uh, such a classic. Uh, Then in 1988, he brought us Phantasm Two. He did. Which is a great movie, a great sequel. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The only problem, uh, problem in quotes being the replacement of Michael Baldwin with Michael, uh, was it Michael Groh? No, James LeGros. Yeah. Uh, who? Someone I
2: is, uh, was it Roach from uh, um, uh, uh, Utah Get Me Too? <laughs> oh, yeah. from uh,
1: Point Break. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Whoa. All right. <laughs> Calm down, it's Reggie. tall man saying, you know, get on it. Um, but, I mean, in the grand scheme, as a movie, like... So much time has passed mm. and and the character of Michael is a is an adult now. Right. So it didn't really affect it that much, I don't think. And don't James so. Lagro was fine. Yeah. And Reggie was back and he was awesome and Angus of was course. back and he was awesome. And it's, just, it's just a good time. I don't know why why do people hate Phantasm Two? Do people hate Phantasm Two? I don't I never hear anyone talk about it.
2: <laughs> I think I like two better than one, to be honest.
1: You uh, it's told just told me that you thought you'd seen two first, right?
2: I did, yeah. Yeah, it was one of those movies, one of the many movies as a kid where I saw the sequel first, and uh, so that probably <laughs> has something of the many to do. Movies. Yeah, along with you know Gremlins and Ghostbusters, and I think I saw Critters one first, <laughs> maybe not.
1: Oh well, you saved it there, right? <laughs> <clears throat> um, uh, after that, after uh, where where am I? After Phantasm two in nineteen eighty eight, uh, same year, he gave us Survival Quest. I've got nothing on that one. Um, I saw it once, uh, quite a, a long time ago, and, uh, I don't remember that much about it, aside from it being a, uh, like a wilderness survival weekend Okay, that goes wrong, um, as they do, and Lance Henriksen plays the guy that's running the, the guy Makes who sense. goes crazy, yeah. um, I can't really comment on whether it was good or not. I don't remember. What do you think?
2: I've never seen it. I've got All right.
1: Nothing. Then in 94, <laughs> we get Phantasm Three: Lord of the Dead. All right, confession time,
2: but I think you know this. Uh, I haven't seen three or four. You know this.
1: Don't of give me that look. Of course you haven't seen three or four. Well, it's a really good movie. I'm sure it is. (laughs) All right. Um, Um, I'm debating whether to just stop everything.
2: I feel like we have that moment pretty much every week.
1: Well, if you would get your salt together.
2: Look, I have a job and a woman to please.
1: (laughs) (laughs) See, I don't have those petty distractions. (laughs)
2: I do have a job. I can go through the Phantasm Three commentary all I want.
1: It's true. <clears throat> yeah. It's very true. And it's a good track. All the all the Phantasm films have a commentary track. Though not all of them with Don Coscarelli. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so we had Phantasm Three. Then in nineteen ninety eight
2: I'm not surprised you're playing this. I'm surprised it
1: took this long to play it. Well, this is the the movie that it's from. No, Phantasm: Oblivion, and the IV for Part Four are in oblivion. No,
2: I get it. It's it's clever. Yeah, it is.
1: (laughs) Fuck you, man. Sometimes I wonder why you co-host this (laughs) podcast. Uh, Phantom Four was great, and they gave him no money, and it shows. Right, but it's still wonderful, and it gives us answers to like questions about the tall man. We find out, you know, who he was, who, who Angus Scrim's. Okay, it's difficult to say. I'm just gonna put it this way. Okay, we find out how the tall man became the tall man. Oh, and and who he was before. The Tallman. Really? Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that's a big fucking answer. That's a big deal. So, give it some love. God damn, people. Um, Of course, he's not directing, but he's uh, directly responsible and and produced uh, Phantasm Ravager. Ravager, Right. Which is coming out hopefully someday. Which is coming out three years ago. The V in Ravager is the five. What? Phantasm (laughs) Did, did you
2: actually see something breaking my brain just now? Because it totally did.
1: One day you're not going to have a girlfriend.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's true. <laughs> She'll be your wife. Right. <laughs> um, listen, guys. The Phantasm films, the four that are available right now, are so worth a marathon viewing. Oh, movie. I'm sure. Uh, especially if you've only seen one of them or two of them, uh, to just knock them all out back to back is so much fun. And Reggie Bannister is so awesome, and uh, Angus is so s- terrifying. And yeah. Michael Baldwin came back for three and four. Uh, it wasn't Don's fault. The studio would not let him rehire Michael Baldwin. They wanted somebody that had the like name recognition. Right. So they went with James Lugo. Um. <laughs> And then in 3 and 4, you know, he was able to, it was an independent production, he was able to do it the way he wanted, so he brought back Michael Baldwin, and Baldwin's great in him. Yeah. So, fucking do it. A marathon, <laughs> do it. Um, and Brandon, play that song, man. Have you seen it? I need you to do a cover of that song. Um, wow, that, talking about Phantasm Four took us right up to the end of Have You Seen It? Nice. Um... Then we got, uh, in 2002, uh, we got a movie that, I I don't want to say a lot of people, but certainly people that um, it surprises me to hear from don't like this movie.
2: How could you not like this movie? Yeah,
1: Bubba Hotep. They, uh, They have a bit of a point. I mean, I understand their point. It's a slow movie that never goes anywhere. I mean... And they're not wrong, necessarily. Yeah. But it's not the destination with that movie. It's the journey. It's the journey. It's the character development. It's the character study. It's the um, the awesome, like, low-budget effects that work so well. It's about the voice of Joe Lansdale and Nag- 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 Nagadoches, Texas. And the dust and the dirt and the heat yeah, it's a, it's about um, d- disappearing into nothing as you get older. It's about that struggle to remain relevant. It's so powerful. Yeah, dude, am I wrong?
2: No, no. I mean, it's also about having growths on your dick so. and
1: naming them Priscilla. Yeah, and naming them Priscilla. <laughs> it's about Black JFK played by Ossie Davis.
2: I will say it has one of the most, and this this is weird to some people, but I'm sure you'll get it. <laughs> it has one of the most heartbreaking scenes in a horror movie ever. I'm good. The Lone Ranger? With the Lone Ranger. Yeah.
1: That, ah. You're absolutely right. It's, oh, it's so sad. Um, a wonderful film. Uh, a wonderful film. Uh, then in 05 he did a, a one I really thought he did both seasons, but he only did the first season uh, episode of Masters of Horror Incident on and off a of mountain road. I never saw that one. It was but was good. It, it looked good. Yeah, it was very good. Angus is in it. Oh, Okay. Um, yeah, it's really good. So check it out. That's the one with
2: uh, Ethan the big, Embry, the big bald guy who's like chasing after the woman in the woods. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah, really good. It's a. Str- it's, yeah. This they keep showing in flashbacks the the woman who's being chased story.
2: Right. And, uh, and isn't her boyfriend like a super survivalist, so he teaches him, her some shit? And... He, he
1: abuses her and oh. teaches her survival. It's okay. a really weird dichotomy. Okay, I think that's the right word. Um, it's a story about overcoming abuse and then learning what you've used, or using what you've learned. To, right. Um, to, it's, it's good. You know, okay. it's, 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 it's creepy and it's scary and it's got like a message behind it kind of. Uh, good stuff. Then in 2012, the last thing he brought us, uh, which is awesome, yeah, is um, John dies at the end, based on the killer novel by uh, David Wong. I David Wong, I, David Wong.
2: I <laughs> I, uh, I read this for the first the book for the first time probably about four or five years ago, mm-hmm. and um, thought it was some of the best like batshit insane, just fantastic fiction i've read, read in a long time yeah and so when i heard they were making the movie i was like i was really excited but i was also like kind of tentative so i'm like right. there's no way that they can put all this shit in the movie and
1: i was right there is no way yeah but i i got completely on board when i heard don cascarelli was right. doing it. that's well, what won me well that's all paul giamatti was in it so yeah thanks i was in that one uh, i was uh played the reporter there that's
2: like before <sighs> you were the Jeez. rhino right
1: yeah, that was uh, several years before the ride. Always, yeah. uh Thank you for noticing that. <laughs> yep. And now the saw theme is playing. Right. <laughs> um, it's a great flick. It really is. I mean, if you if, if you if you love the book, uh, just keep in mind that they couldn't. Right. Sure. They could not. Yeah. Clancy and, Brown's and in this be movie. Be happy with what they did. Clancy Brown is great in this yeah. movie. And uh, I heard years ago rumblings of a TV show. I don't know if that fell flat or. I would be so stoked if they made it into like a Netflix yeah. series. That'd be oh, great. Be perfect. It would be th- that would be the perfect medium for for the oh, absolutely.
2: You know? um, have you read the sequel yet?
1: No, I have it, but I, ha- I haven't read it.
2: Me Was it uh, this book is full of spiders? <laughs> Seriously, dude, don't pick it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know why I haven't read it. I yeah, mean, like, I loved John dies at the end. I've read that like twice. I
2: feel like it's it's been long enough that I'd have to reread John dies at the end Let's before do it. I okay marathon reading.
1: I'll show up. Uh and then do it. a streamatorium on it. <laughs> unless could. just reading. Uh that's uh that wraps up Don Cascarelli. Don, do some more stuff, man. <laughs> Direct some more stuff for us. Uh I really thought he had more than eleven credits. But it's eleven uh well not eleven, but the majority of them are are uh, fucking humdingers, Whoa. you know. <laughs> Hum dingers. Uh, so, thank you, Mr. Coscarelli you know, Hopefully, one day we'll get to meet you, and uh, you too could be on "We Belong Dead," just like David Naughton was. I didn't offer you any dark side skittles. That's right. I'm accepting applications for new co-hosts. <sighs> Tasty. Uh, bring your salt to <laughs> webelongdeadpod at gmail dot com. Uh, I got a summer trailer, Uh movie that people need to check out in the summertime. Uh, Blue Underground just put it out on uh, Blu-ray. You can find it on DVD. It's probably very cheap on DVD. It may be streaming somewhere. Uh, it's the fantastic um, early mid-70s uh, Nazi zombie summertime, good time in the sun um, a trailer for a, a wonderful film called Shockwaves. Enjoy. You are now in the deep end of horror.
4: Shockwaves. Once they were almost human. You mean to say that what we all saw out there is just a mirage? It was a minor underwater disturbance, with a hot sky acting on a cold current coming from a mile down below. Something unknown, something unforeseen, something unspeakable lives below, and it lives to destroy. They have risen. We created the perfect soldier from cheap hoodlums and thugs, and a good number of pathological murderers and sadists as well. We call them the Totten Corps, the Death Corps, creatures more horrible than any you can imagine. From beyond the dead, from beneath the living, from the depths of hell's ocean, everything they touch will die in the deep. Shockwaves. Give me the flashlight. Well, we'll be left with nothing but that oil, then. You don't need it. I need all the help I can
0: get out there. Now let me have it. Ah!
4: Starring the masters of shock, John Carradine and Peter Cushing. You are indeed very stupid. Now it is too late. Now the total horror has begun. Now there is no way out. Now the ocean becomes a graveyard. you run the quicker you die because once they were almost human shockwaves the deep end of horror
1: you are indeed very stupid (laughs) yeah man shockwaves catch it and then we have that voice again oh gotta love that voice dick miller is Shockwaves. waves awesome uh, gotta miss that voice if we ever get a movie made that's actually like put out there I want that voice for the trailer
2: i I love that very seven late seventies early eighties noise like sound effect of like something breaking through a wall you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah. like the yeah. like the glass breaking and then and the and the clanking of like clanking of wood wood doesn't clank but you know what's fucking talking if about by
1: clanky wood right to be fair, um, yeah, that's a, actually a really good movie. Um, yeah, effectively creepy. I think it's says starring John Carradine and Peter Cushing. Not really. Yeah, it stars a guy who looks like Jimmy Buffett in the mid seventies, like <laughs> big bushy mustache and like oh, thinning nice. blonde hair, like down to his chin. You know, which look I love Buffett from so, the seventies.
2: So like Matthew McConaughey and True Detective. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Hey man, look! I'm a detective, and I make uh, fucking little figurines out of beer cans. Yeah, he does. And you have the steel book. I do have it, the steel dude. book. <laughs> I sure do. Oh, you got that thing steel book too? I did. I that forgot about it. Yeah, You'll have to cut this into the first block. It'll yeah, fine. okay. It'll, it'll go smooth. We'll fix it and post. How is it? It's gorgeous. It's so good. Is it the same disc from that's already out? Like, are I believe there new, so. New features. Or uh, I think there may be like one, one or two extra features right on, on there. Nice. Um, I'm so angry these aren't sold in stores.
2: Yeah, I'm so angry I can't get dread. That was a sexy fucking Blu-ray. So but, um, but yeah, no. Uh, the thing, the artwork on it is fantastic. Uh, it has a little slip cover, uh, plastic slip cover, with this really great uh, picture of um, of Kurt Russell with the flamethrower on the back oh, nice. and black
1: and white. Yeah, it's really. Yeah, I need to, like, next paycheck. I need to get on that. Well worth 25 bucks. But see, I gotta get that. I gotta get the Shaun of the Dead one. I gotta get the Flash Gordon one. I don't need to get either one of those. See, that's... You're better than me. Because I've already...
2: This would be the third time buying Shaun of the Dead, and I can't do it.
1: I don't want to talk about how many times I've bought (laughs) Shaun of the fucking Dead. I've bought, like, three Steelbooks of Shaun of the (laughs) Dead. This will be, like, my fourth Shaun Steelbook. Ugh. What's Uh, wrong with me? I do this so you guys don't have to. Right. It's a heavy burden. It is. It's an expensive burden. So if you want to check out my wish list, please do. Um, The director, you know what your pitch is. You have been thinking about that? A little bit. All right. Uh, We did the trailer. So all we got left is the recast. I got a song to play, and then we got uh, your pitch. Yeah. So should we recast? Yeah, let's do it. Again, we're doing the, uh, incredible Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, uh, which is, uh, almost everyone in that film is truly, like, unre- unreplaceable. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> I, it's one of those that I hated doing. So instead, I recast Shockwaves. Oh, okay. So cool. I'll be doing a Shockwaves recast while you all hate Ian. <laughs> um, yeah. I started with the two dicks in the car. Okay. The two, uh. Bright lights, big titties. Those guys? Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, uh. The d- I, I need to get me a pair of those 3D eyeball oh, you do. sunglasses. I think I probably had some back in the day.
1: Uh. The guy with the gun, played by Chris Doritas. Mm hmm. Uh. I, I chose Jonah Hill. Okay. All and, right. Uh, I figure we'll do these two together. Right, right. Uh. The driver, who was, uh. played brilliantly by the, I mean, household name Barry Kenyon. Right. Uh. I went with Michael Sarah. <laughs> okay. So that would be fun to have like the super bad guys right. who grew up to be these dicks. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, I went in a semi-related route on one of them. Um, but the guy with the gun and the glasses, mm-hmm. uh, I cast uh, Evan Peters. Um, for those of you who have watched uh, American Horror Story he's been on there uh, a couple seasons but he was the like the teenage boy like the teenage boy ghost oh, spoilers play, yeah, from the, the first one season
1: that every girl in the world gets wet about Right. that guy Right, yeah yeah the school shooter right yeah <laughs> yeah that yeah.
2: guy yeah he's a lovable, he lovable pretty, little scamp he pretty hot yeah i'll give him that um and then the driver played by uh, dave franco <laughs> <laughs> not james no not james he's too old
1: come his on his brother dave yeah Okay.
2: Yeah, because that, and that's that
1: was another thing. I figured they're both pretty close to that age anyway. So right. Okay. Yeah. Um. Actually, this guy probably should have been our first one, but whatever. I I recast the cut right manager. Okay. Uh, Me too. Played by James Harrell. Okay. In the original, and that's where I've that's where I've plugged in, uh, the the creator. Uh, that'll be Toby Hooper. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. See, I just went. having a hoot while Lefty cuts the shit <laughs> That was out a great scene. More. Yeah.
2: That was a fantastic scene.
1: Yeah, I could see Toby just having a lot of fun with that. Okay. I
2: did something similar. Okay. Uh, I went with Gunnar Hansen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. I I actually thought about going yeah. with Gunner. Gunnar.
1: Uh, okay. Um, where to go to next? Grandpa? Yeah. Okay. Um, some will call this a cheat. Okay. I will call it not a cheat. Right. I will call it what should happen. Uh, played by Ken Everett in Chainsaw 2. Of right. course. Of everyone course. knows Ken Everett. Uh, Mambo King, Ken Everett. Uh, I'm bringing back the original Grandpa, and John Dugan is going to play Grandpa. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I went with uh, Harry Dean Stanton. <laughs> <laughs> Okay Yeah <laughs> Sure Yeah uh, Have you seen that documentary about him? I haven't yet It's good I bet He's fucking wacky <laughs> He's fucking wacky Okay Um. I have six left uh, Yeah And they're yeah, all me too. kind of important Yeah Do uh, you want to go ahead and knock out Leatherface?
2: Nah Let's save
1: him a little right. bit Let's do LG oh, I love LG so if it were up to me, LG would be, like, the third to last person that we did. <laughs> uh, I love LG, that character. He's so fucking awesome. Yeah. Um. Sadly, Lou Perryman, who played LG, was murdered. Oh, wow. A couple of years ago. Uh, ironically, an axe murder. Yeah. Yikes. Some people, like, broke into his home and killed the shit out of him with an axe. Like, that was their purpose? I think they were robbing him, okay. I-, I believe. But I didn't find out about it until like a year after it happened. Wow! Because I've been wanting to meet that guy because he did cons. Yeah, that's and, rough, uh, man. He's if if you have uh, the Chainsaw 2 DVD or Blu-ray with the awesome feature uh, documentary, mm. a couple of them by uh, Red Shirt Pictures, Michael felcher's company. Um, the stuff with Lou Perryman is so fun. <laughs> uh, him at conventions and bitch little fry house darling <laughs> um, that was fucking adorable yeah he's awesome uh, but yeah that was a real bummer to me uh, when I heard what happened to him But I, uh, uh, that's, that's so weird like to
2: be known for this movie yeah. and, and go out that way like uh, well I mean obviously the the regular oh shit someone's trying to murder right. me thoughts go through his head but I wonder if like anything
1: really yeah, like,
3: yeah. come
2: on yeah
1: yeah um I went with uh, the guy that LG. Uh, I always kind of reminded me of uh, Mojo Nixon. Okay. Playing yeah. LG, uh, and that would also tie into Mojo is a DJ now. Well, there you uh, go. On Outlaw Country, Sirius XM. So that's kind of what he's known for now, and uh, I think he fits the part too. Yeah, there you
2: go. Um, this is probably my least pleasing uh, recast. Uh, I just went with uh, Paul Dano again. Boring. Yep. <laughs> just cuz he's got that. I'm sure he could do the all shucks. Just you know, sensibility, you know, kind of oh, mopey right. and yeah.
1: And then he can get murdered uh, with a bowling pin at the end of the movie. <sighs> I drink your milkshake. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he drinks it up. <laughs>
1: uh, who's
2: next? <sighs> uh, um
1: Written? Okay, man, you're going way out of order on these. You need to start knowing your your horror importance uh, lists. All right, um, I'm not incredibly happy about this. I think you'll do a great job, but it's just, Jim Dow is so hard to
2: yeah. replace. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, uh,
1: he's also another one who's a great like character in the documentaries about Chainsaw, right? Uh, seems like just a wonderful guy. Uh, I went, and part of it is because of the Scares to Care weekend. Um, I'm going with Larry Drake. There you go. All right. Why not? Sure. Yeah. He looks like he eats some barbecue. Yeah, and he's got that kind of southern thing yeah. to him. Sure. Yeah, yeah that works.
2: Yeah. Um, Paul Dano? Nope. Uh, John Hawks.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's a I different mean, he, route. He's yeah. a little young, but, you know. Yeah, he's great on uh, Eastbound and Down. Yeah, he brother—he's great on everything. Man, he was great uh, as the fucking store clerk in uh <laughs> Dust till, Dust dawn. till Dawn. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that's there that was, was no answer. signal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I'd like to see him try it. Sure, think I think you would, would definitely do it.
2: Did you ever see Martha, Mary, Maggie, whatever other M name movie? Where no. he was like
1: a cult leader? No.
2: Hmm. Speaking of cult leaders, real quick, uh, Faults is on Netflix now. Oh, is it really? Yeah.
1: Oh, I'm actually at that right now. Yeah. Um, also, you can't forget about Deadwood. Right. John Hawks and Deadwood was fantastic. Man, yeah. how am I going to IMDb? I need to go to Netflix. What the fuck is
2: <laughs> if Shutter knew what was up, you could go to Shutter. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh. Disappointing is yeah. what I'll say about Shutter. But mm. I hope they get their shit together, get better. Yeah. Oh wow, Doug Benson's new movie is on Netflix. It is. Chronicon has nothing to do with horror, but I just love Doug Benson. <laughs> uh, what was it called? Faults. Yep. It's Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah.
2: Mm. <laughs> feel like i haven't been a misogynist uh yet on this episode so i had to get that in
1: i thought we covered it with uh talking about the uh ghostbusters remake.
2: no those are all valid points though so it's not
1: misogynist wow
2: now you're right women
1: aren't funny now i remember why you're the co-host right <laughs> uh where are we going you want to go with leatherface now Sure. Okay. Who you got? Again, this is going to seem like a cop out. Okay. It isn't. I went with just some unknown actor. Really? I think it needs to. Leatherface needs to be an unknown entity. I don't want you to be able to picture somebody under the mask. Sure. Okay. I mean, I can respect that. Thank you. Um,. But I went with Trent
2: Reznor. I actually <laughs> did what I said I was going to do and recast it though. So, uh,
1: um, wow. No, I recast it. Someone else is going to play him, but, but right. it's not going to be fucking Ethan Hawke. You know. I mean,
2: no. Um, did you ever see uh, fuck, what was that? Probably not vampire movie he did a while back. That was actually oh, Daybreakers. Really good. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, Sam Neil, Willem Dafoe.
1: Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah. A lot better than I expected. It's next week's recast. Good, good. No, next week, I'm going to go ahead and say it so it's on the record, and you mm. can't get out of it. Okay. Return of the Living Dead. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. You made me do Chainsaw Two. and I'm make ma- you do and now I'm cha- making myself Wait, do Return was, of the Living Dead wasn't was it, it your shit. idea to do Chainsaw Two? Yeah.
2: Sorry. Fuck off. Um, I went with uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> okay, because he can do bad shit insane pretty well. Yeah,
1: and he has a physicality that would work. Yeah, I still need to watch Daredevil. You really, really do. I hear he's good in it. Yeah. He's the best part of it. That's my problem, though, is the reason I'm holding off is that I'm going to love him in it, Mm -hmm. and I'm probably not going to like much else about it. Uh,
2: I'm not a big Daredevil fan in general,
1: and I I really dug it. It's well done. Okay. I thought it was going to end up being, like, the TV version of Dark Knight for me, where, like, now whenever I rewatch Dark Knight, I'm just fast-forwarding to the parts with the Joker. (laughs) Like, don't about, give a shit about Maggie Gyllenhaal. What, a don't what about give the a part shit. with uh, Two-Face for five there, minutes? There's the part with Two-Face? I mean... I more, must have blinked. It's more like a quarter of a face. No? No, that's bad. We Sorry. all know what they needed to do with that movie, right? <laughs> What's that? They, they need. It should have been exactly as it was, but the end... Need, he shouldn't have died. They needed to set up for Two-Face being the villain. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's, what? Right. The f- what the f- fuck is wrong with you? I mean, people? I'm happy with, you know... Tom Hardy playing Bane. Oh,
2: uh, one movie I watched. It's not really horror. I love that third Batman movie, man.
1: Yeah? I really do. Yeah, I do, too. It's the one I go to more often. Uh, yeah.
2: I mean, I wouldn't quite
1: go that far for me. But, but really, is... for me, I mean, Hardy's great as Bane, but right. the main draw for me is uh, um, um, Gordon. Yeah. That movie really, like, yeah. rises that character to a level that has never been that wasn't intentional. <laughs> Raises that level, the character to a level that has hitherto been unknown. Right. Uh, yeah, sure. Also, we were talking about this on Dispatches because we often talk about the Joker on this podcast. Of course. We allow that on a podcast. of Something. About Joker. Oh, yeah. Um, after Arkham City, mm-hmm. um, Mark Hamill announced, I'm retiring as the Joker. Right. The only way that I'll do the Joker again is if they decide to adapt the Killing Joke. Yeah, they're adapting the Killing Joke, and Mark and Mark Hamill said, "Well, I guess I'm doing the (laughs) Joker." Like it worked out beautifully. Uh, That never happens. Here's one thing: I'm going to go
2: on a not misogynist rant, but anti-militant feminist
1: rant. Yeah,
2: I'd love the Killing Joke.
1: Yeah, I do too.
2: But there's a lot of like super pretentious like white knighting nerds out there right now who shit on it. Because they think that they use Barbara Gordon as a plot device, mm-hmm. which they kind of do. Yeah, but who gave a shit about Batgirl before that? Yeah, definitely. So fuck you. That's I agree. <laughs> I didn't know about that. But yeah. Oh, it's a big thing.
1: Yeah. Look, comics, especially a graphic novel like that, is reflective of our society. It's yeah. not to be taken as a handbook on right. how to live your life. That shit happens. Yeah, it does. You can't blame a fucking oh god, here we go. <laughs> you can't blame that. You can't blame that shit. You can't, you can't blame Alan Moore. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I guess you can't blame he's, Alan Moore. He's busy
2: living in his cave.
1: Oh, also, while well, I was at Untamed Worlds, the mm-hmm. comic shop in town, um, there's a new 25th anniversary of Arkham Asylum, the paper, yeah. the trade out, mm. which would make five copies that I, <laughs> that I would now own. Um, I do it so you don't have to, listener. Right. Oh, speaking of the Joker and the comic shop. I bought a wallet there. Oh yeah. Okay. So I see this wallet and it's got the Joker that I grew up with, right? Like the Super Friends Joker, right. like the Joker that murdered Robin. Yeah. Like Just that cartoony Joker with like the long chin and you know the, right, the right. classic Joker with the green
2: mallet and like the pinstripe.
1: Yeah. The purple. Light. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was like I got to get this. Yeah. It's a fifteen dollar wallet. Right. where like, right, right on. I get it. At this point, all I'm thinking is, I got a Joker wallet. Right. I'm I'm thinking it's a wallet, like made out of wallet. (laughs) (laughs) I get home and I open it to to start the uh, very gratifying transfer of shit from old wallet to new wallet. I don't know if you've ever done that. Yeah, no, I I have. It's such a great... I'd like smoke a half a joint and then I lay everything out from the old wallet and then I put the old wallet on a little boat that I made and I set it on fire and push it. Uh, th- uh, out into through your the kitchen bathtub yeah <laughs> <laughs> And then i love it but i I, <laughs> I pull out this new wallet the wallet itself is made of paper
2: yeah do
1: you know about this i
2: do uh because uh it's it, awesome in a, in a loot crate a while back they they gave uh they had a uh simpsons one okay and there's actually like a subscription service so you can do and they make like different ones every
1: month <laughs> really of yeah. just the wallet yeah it's. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's I cool. should hate it. I hated it when I opened it. I was like, "This is made of paper. Yeah, there's no way this is gonna work. You can't it totally rip does. it. You yeah. can't rip it. It's called Mighty Wallet, and all my shit fits in it. It's a little thick, but you know, not for money. Um, <laughs> oh, but I am gonna throw that money that you gave me in here so I don't forget <laughs> it. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I'm a fan of the Mighty Wallet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a paper wallet, guys. Ben's totally against it. We talked about it on the podcast last night. And I don't see how you can be against something that fucking cool. Yeah,
2: it's pretty fucking cool. And it's
1: got old school Joker on it.
2: Yeah. Anyway, back to the recast. Well, actually, one thing I, I was going to say when we were talking about uh, Bane, I finally got around to watching Bronson.
1: Oh, yeah. That's a that's, bad shit, crazy movie.
2: fucking nuts. And yeah. really, really good. I got to see Tom Hardy's dick like five times. Yeah. Yeah. It's no so. Clive Barker. It's no MediaCock, No. <clears throat> no, really good.
1: That's a wild movie, yeah. Um, Stretch.
2: What we got left? We got Stretch and... Chop
1: Top and Lefty. Ooh, okay. Uh, Vanita Stretch Brock yeah. is her full name. Uh, I've kind of joked about some other names Legs that we don't for days. know. days. But I actually mean this. I played by the awesome Caroline Williams. Yeah. And she is awesome. I had such a crush on Stretch when I was a kid and now. Right. Um, and I've met her once or twice at a con here or there, and she's just a super nice, super cool lady. Um, you may also remember her from The Crunch Who Stole Christmas. Hmm. Apparently she was in that. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I went with an old Reliable on this one. Okay. Because uh, I was thinking legs. Right. Amber Heard? Uh, Rosario. Oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah. can see her playing. I mean, I, sure. know, I know I say this every time I cast Rosario in something, but, like, I really could see her doing a good job of stretch. Yeah.
2: See, but now I'm just thinking of Amber Heard from Drive Angry in those same shorts. I'm
1: not going to be opposed to Amber Heard. Right.
2: And she's not my cast choice. But anyway, oh, okay. so Rosario Dawson, yeah. I mean, I can see it. I don't know that, that I've ever heard her do, like, a southern accent before. I mean, I'm I sure she could. Given, I would right. have
1: given Tiffany Shepes this role, but she stood me up at Scares the Care. That's true. Bitch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sure she's wonderful. I did, I did point this out. I thought it was cool that of all the people that canceled, she actually posted a message on the Facebook page yeah. saying that she was really sorry right. and she'd make it up to everybody next year and all yeah. that stuff, which is a class move sure, for a CBC movie actress. <laughs> I don't mean that as a... As a blast against no it's just a fact who do you have a stretch
2: alright I have two I have one who's kind of my joke but I know you'll appreciate Uh, the second future former Mrs. Yates uh, Miley Cyrus
1: okay yeah yeah I can see that actually
2: yeah Yeah. and it was funny because I saw that as as a joke and I was like actually you know what yeah Yeah, kinda Um, but I went with a woman who I, I don't I don't know. I don't. I don't know if uh, you share this love for uh, for Barbara, this actress, Barbara Gordon. But I think she is one of the most adorable women. Like just period, really. Wow. Uh, Michelle Trachtenberg. Uh
1: okay. Have
2: you seen her? I think she's recently? Yeah. I haven't
1: seen her recently. Yeah, it's and I can't picture her in my head as stretched. To be honest, it's a good thing. I think she's. Um, I, I like her. Don't get me it, wrong. She was yeah. Buffy's sister, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. and she was in uh, Euro Trip. She was. Yeah. That's right. Those are the two things I know her from, yeah. Yeah.
2: But yeah, no, I just, uh, I want to see her get more work, and I think she'd do a good job.
1: Okay. Fair enough. You have your reasons. Uh, two left. Yep. 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 <laughs>
2: so which one do we want to go with first?
1: I don't know, man. You've been calling the shots on this one. I say we go I'm more proud of my chop top than my lefty if that helps at all
2: I was going to say we should go with lefty first anyway okay, so. okay.
1: Uh, Lieutenant lefty and right nice bringing in the sheep so great bring, bring them all down <laughs> uh, awesome performance yeah. uh, from Dennis Hopper uh, a freshly uh, sober Dennis Hopper yeah, in, in that movie Uh, I I don't dislike my choice, but I feel like I'm having a hard time defending him. Uh, I went with Don Johnson. Okay. Yeah, sure. Because I don't, he's yet to fully play Unhinged. Right. And I think he could. And I'm also thinking about him (laughs) in Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. (laughs) That sort of swagger to bring to Lefty and then just tweak it a bit to madness
2: yeah um yeah i mean because now i'm thinking of him in um machete right yeah yeah
1: yeah Yeah.
2: no i'm I'm totally fine with that it's a good choice cool um i'm glad you approved. i really i, I really like my uh um my lefty <laughs> okay um i'm not gonna give any i almost
1: went with one of your guys oh yeah, yeah. who Uh, Why can't I ever remember his fucking name? I only remember his name from *Inglorious Bastards, Hans Landa. Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz. I almost went with Waltz. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I think you do a good job. Um, Of course, because he's Christoph Waltz. Um, My lefty.
1: Monica Bellucci.
2: Is uh, Michael Keaton.
1: Okay. Yeah. All
2: right. Yeah. I'm in. I uh I still haven't seen Birdman and I, I hate that I haven't. I own it. And I so do I. It. Um but uh yeah no I I think he would really pull this role off. I think uh he can play the badass. he can play the unhinged guy, he can play the the hero like in his like legitimately he's trying to be heroic moments, not right. just, you know. Yeah, I could see it. Um yeah. Definitely.
1: Or Dario Argento? Yeah. Would be good as lefty.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Asia Argento would be be a good choice. For anything. Yeah. <laughs> For a Decker mask. <laughs> Put escapade. on that, That's exactly where <laughs> I was going.
1: Uh, before we get to Chop Top, the uh, irreplaceable performance of Bill Mosley. God, so fucking Big good. Big shout out and thank you to Robbie Polenko. Yeah. Who keeps on tweeting us and, and keeps our, uh, the fire in our bellies right. burning to keep doing this. Uh, y- you other listeners could take a lesson from this Robbie Polenko <laughs> guy. He knows what's up. He does. I really am appreciative. I don't always reply to his tweets, but I I read them all, and and they really do uh, brighten my days. Yeah. So thank you for that. And anybody else that wants to be a day brightener, bring it on. Yeah. Uh, Especially uh, if you're single and an attractive young lady. Right. Or just an attractive young lady. Or or if you can pull off looking like an attractive (laughs) young lady. We can uh, talk, uh, right. Chop Top. Bill Mosley's uh, man. Uh, he owns it. Yeah, he owns that, that. Oh it's, my god! It's impossible. So fucking good. Yeah. The only person that I could think of that I thought could come close. Mm. Uh, while giving it maybe kind of a, a slightly different, my my main thing was like not trying to find someone to do Bill Mosley's Chop Top, right? But someone to make it his own, like a great cover song, right? Uh, I went with Johnny Knoxville.
2: Okay, it's not a bad choice. Yeah, yeah. He played lefty, no. Um, but uh, yeah, no. I I mean I can see that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Not bad. No, better than Bam Margera. And I think Knoxville is actually a pretty good actor. Yeah, some of the stuff I've seen him in, uh, yeah. he's he's surprised me on a lot of things. Did you ever see Killshot? With uh, him and Did uh, he play, uh, Tom like, a Jane, detective or something? Yeah, I, never, I remember the trailer. Rosario Dawson's in it. Actually, I remember no, I the think trailer it. Yeah. for it, and I wanted to see it. Yeah,
2: I never got around to it either.
1: But. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't ask. You this. All
2: right, All right. I'm, I, I'm I'm fairly happy with my chop top. I think I'm most excited for my lefty, but um guy I chose for uh, the like you said I mean th- there's just no way to replace yeah. Mosley but uh, Walter Goggins
1: <laughs> Stephen
2: huh our friend Stephen oh is that a thing that I'm not aware of <laughs> oh did you not know about that no
1: he he's, he looks like identical to Walton Goggins I guess I never I'll, I'll have to think about that <laughs> next time I see him a lot of it's his mannerism, mannerisms like right. the way he carries himself right but it's a thing that if you bring it up to him, he gets pissed. I can't I'm I mean, not pissed, what? but he's just like, I don't look like him. <laughs> I don't do a Steven impression either.
2: It's kind of like the uh,
1: Ben's from North Korea thing. Ben is from North Korea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there you go. I didn't do a director or a writer for mm. it. I was so angry. <laughs> <laughs> having to do this. That, uh, uh, so next week, tune in for... Uh, Return of the Living Dead, that's gonna be a big one. Yeah. A uh, big cast in that uh just the punks alone. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Should be a good time though. Yeah. We'll have to take a take some time on it. Uh I guess we'll do my song now. Mm-hmm. And then you'll re- you'll uh, tell me where the Chainsaw franchise goes, according to you, after Chainsaw Two. Yeah. Um my song this week, much like yours, has nothing to do with horror. Um uh, <laughs> Even less, actually. The video isn't even uh, (laughs) creepy. Uh, It's just for Roddy Piper passing away. Uh, It's It's still relevant. It's a little-known track uh, that he recorded for the first wrestling album. It's a kind of a bluesy rock tune. It's it's actually not terrible for for the time period, mid-'80s, on a fucking wrestling album. Uh, It's a song called For Everybody. Okay. Which I found out just a couple of years ago. uh, It was supposed. It was Ronnie's way of uh, saying "fuck you," because it's supposed to be called "fuck everybody," and he he claims that a couple of lines in the chorus he says "fuck everybody," and it wasn't noticed by the guys. But it's it's actually not a terrible song if you think about the time period and what was going on. So, anyway. Uh, Most of you probably never heard Rowdy Roddy Piper sing, and uh, in tribute to him, I'm going to throw this little nugget into your ear. So enjoy For Everybody by Rowdy Roddy Piper.
4: sentiment's exactly,
1: Rowdy, Rowdy Piper! Hey, you got a little oh, Gene, little Jesse the Bottom of Jura there at the end. Uh, so so I, I was just... That t- wasn't me, that
2: was actually Jesse. Right. Uh, I was just telling Richie, there is no way he's not saying fuck everybody. <laughs> right. Like, he didn't even attempt to put an R in there. Uh, maybe he's got speech impediments where all his R's are cuz. Yeah, that could be it. But, uh...
1: But that's not uh, surprisingly not a terrible song, right? No, no.
2: Yeah. Uh, and again, like I told Richie, it's got a very Jack White meets John Belushi <laughs> voice, and it's <laughs> not a bad thing.
1: Yeah. Oh man,
2: Roddy Piper. Well, no, no let's again, let's keep talking about it for like ten minutes so I can keep thinking about what the rest fuck in I'm gonna do with this movie.
1: God. Um, And thanks for everything. I
2: loved how at the con, I can't remember who came up to you, but someone came up to you when you were wearing your Hot Rod shirt. I was like, yeah,
1: man, I love that movie. Oh, my God, yeah. It was was during the uh, fire scare. (laughs) A drunk outside walked up to me and bummed a cigarette. That's right. And was like, hey, man, I like that shirt. And I get that a lot. And I realized, oh, you're an old school wrestling fan. Right, sure. And I could tell the guy was like the level of drunk that I didn't want to talk to, so I didn't really engage him. So there was a pause, and then he followed it up with, really underrated movie. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. No, it's not. No, it really <laughs> isn't. It's not, and you're wrong. Do you have a favorite memory of Piper? I know you said you weren't a wrestling fan, but like, even in movies or, or anything? I mean, they
2: live, of course. Yeah, that was That's probably the highlight for me. Because um, I've actually never seen frockdown movie. Oh, really? Yeah. It's wacky. I'm sure.
1: It's wacky as fuck. Um, but a fun watch. A very yeah. fun watch. Um, all right. I guess this is it. We're gonna If, if we play our cards right, we're going to come in under two hours this this week. Really? Yeah. Just barely, but yeah. I'll take it. If it wasn't for Coscarelli not having a beefed-up resume. It's true. And you not seeing the last two Phantasm films, Yeah, well, co-host of a horror podcast.
2: Hey, at least I have watched and really enjoyed the first two. Yeah, that's
1: true. And I think I've actually pushed the second two on you, and you haven't borrowed them because you have too much of my stuff. Right, right. <laughs> but that's something that needs to happen. Right. Oh, it will. let quit absolutely. fucking around. <laughs> like, you have too much of my stuff, too. I'll... What, two trades now and a movie? Yeah. <laughs> You have the life of Vincent Price at your house. How long did it take you that to you watch? I saw to, The Devil. That you refused to watch. Yeah. I saw The Devil was really good. It really was. It was really good. Somebody on Instagram posted something like a still from from the, the other day. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I need to buy that. Yeah. So good. Have you seen Big Bad Wolves yet? No, I have not. It's a similar right. kind of feel. Um, really good. Okay. Really good. Like, what is it, like Swedish? I want to say Swedish, that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tarantino called it his favorite film of last year, if that okay. matters. I don't know. I mean, it's... I tend to respect It's Tarantino. worth considering, anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 ends, um, Leatherface has... Been gutted. Uh, has been gutted, uh, Drayton, Leatherface, and Chop Top have been blown up, uh, assumed. Right. Uh, in a cave, and, uh stretch is standing at the top uh, twirling a chainsaw reminiscent of Leatherface at the end of part one Yeah, you ready?
2: yeah <laughs> I was telling Richie like, I've got a good starting idea but I don't have my end game yet but hopefully it'll
1: the okay. last two that I did that people and you say were pretty good Yeah, uh, I did not have an end game of mine until I started Okay, so if that helps any, well, for, feel free to jump in
2: as well. Just because I know you have a lot of love for this.
1: Yeah, well, that's not my week. So, uh, <laughs> you know how I like
2: how, how I, you notice how I tried to like have you help me, <laughs> yeah, but make it seem like it's about you. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. see
1: through your little facade. Um,
2: <laughs> hey, we're not talking about that, man. It's, it no different you, facade, happened? different facade. Oh, okay, okay.
1: Those knives were red. <laughs> People could read a lot into that if they don't know what the fuck we're talking you really about. really could. That's actually not a bad name for a horror podcast. Those Knives Were Red. Or a really emo band. Yeah, we could do either one. She's in my now. She likes the rock. That was uh, something that Ben and I started that carried over into the entire weekend that scares the care. A lot, is, uh, actually, yeah. To do the worst... Uh, words not actually being put together impression of Peter Steele that we can yeah and it went on for a lot at, at the con yeah like whenever we would see a goth person hey
4: enough yeah. <laughs> for
1: okay um, alright uh, hey Ian yes sir what's uh, Texas chance on Massacre 3 going to be like if I give you the green light okay So,
2: at the end uh, of Texas Chainsaw 2, we have uh, Stretch, Mm -hmm. uh, who, from the looks of it, has lost her goddamn mind, understandably. Right. Um, We have the assumed death of all the antagonists. Mm -hmm. um, And, uh, you know, we're kind of just left hanging. Um, So, in the third installment, we're going to uh, bring about a new family. Uh, a family that has uh, come together by circumstance, um, led by Stretch, who is so insane at this point because she has been put through the ringer, and also let's not forget the like three whacks on the head with a meat meat tenderizer hammer,
1: lest we forget.
2: Lest we forget. Um, and uh, she uh, she kind of gets to this place where she. not falls in love with Leatherface, but kind of, like, holds him in a high regard and wants to emulate him. And, uh... So she goes back down to the cave and finds that, um... not only Lefty has survived, um... but, uh... LG has somehow survived as well. And... Uh, LG becomes her little, uh, uh, what do I call? Almost like a familiar, like a like a like a mascot that she carries around with him. But uh, basically, she uh, straps Lefty to Grandpa's wheelchair and tortures him uh, into giving up the uh, the rest of his family, who kind of sent him on this quest to begin with this Mm -hmm. quest for vengeance um and then after she does that is that
1: that, the subtitle Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 quest for vengeance
2: (laughs) no I don't think so um uh and uh then she proceeds to uh cut out his tongue and gouge out his eyes and tie him to the wheelchair to become the new de facto grandpa
1: wow yeah Uh, she really changed her tune yeah on Lefty
2: yeah um well, you know, he put her in this mess to begin with and and uh, used her as bait and yeah. kinda left her hanging there for a while. I just lost my cherry, god damn. Hold on, time out stalling. So they go on a road trip. What's that?
1: No, no, go
2: ahead. Okay. So they go on the road trip to find uh, the rest of the, uh, Lefty's clan to hunt them down one by one. And, uh, to be honest, that's all I got. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, uh, I like the idea of her, um, just snapping completely and, uh, and going on a spree of her own and, and inflicting this kind of pain on what's left of poor old lefty. And, uh, that's about it, man. That's all I got.
1: Do you have a cast list in mind?
2: Uh, Michelle Trachtenberg and uh, Michael Keaton and uh, Paul Dano. Uh,
1: <laughs> um, so has Stretch kind of become the leader of the family? Yes. Does she end up taking up residence anywhere at the end of this road trip? Or is it like a... Cross country slaughtering?
2: It is more of like a cr- cross country, like no end game in mind, just after finding the family, just taking on the road, man.
1: <laughs> Does she uh, add anyone to the family along the way? Uh, sure.
2: She. Hmm.
1: Yep, she does. We want to figure out a way to work Sean Whalen into this movie, so I don't know if that helps at all.
2: <laughs> okay. So, <clears throat> on one of her slaughter sprees, uh, she finds that a, uh, a homeless uh, drug addict is the uh, only survivor, the only uh, witness, rather. And uh, goes to dispatch him, and then realizes that he's just uh, he's not quite there, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, is really uh, tweaked out and uh, kind of recruits him um, because she she notices that that when he witnessed it he didn't run, and that he also uh, seemed to enjoy it like to enjoy watching the carnage that unfolded. Mm. And uh, brings him in, and he uh, becomes more or less uh, um, Chop Top's replacement. Okay, played by Sean Whalen.
1: Nice. Yeah. Um, can you give me one, either beloved or like ill-fitting um, pop, like pop song from the past that you Ooh. might used in a in a in a bloody, you know, like uh, the Dwight Twilley band from. Uh, all right, uh, you're next, or Tiny Tim from Insidious. <laughs> um,
2: yes, the old B fifty two classic, Love Shack. Love Shack. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: Is what's that, What happens during like what kind of massacre? I just
2: want that then? to be playing during a uh, a montage. Okay. You know of just senseless slaughter like in like, like different the show locations how she got
1: from Texas to right Iowa or right. whatever. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, just as uh, like different locations just like clips of her just
1: moving the plot forward. Yeah,
2: just okay. looking like crazy eyes and like, you know, <laughs> beating people to death and chopping them up and, you know, carnage ensues.
1: All right, that's pretty much time. Um do you have a title idea? Is it just going to be Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 or are you going to spruce it up a little with the subtitle um if there's a way to work the Roman numeral three as three eyes in a row uh, Don okay. Costarelli says that that works really well I can well. do that <laughs> um, can you? <laughs> nope <laughs>
2: um <laughs> I I I can't believe this happened again <laughs> um actually just if I just fucking had something um Texas Chainsaw: The Ties That Bind.
1: Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that sounds like a graphic novel. It does actually. Yeah, (laughs) I'm in. I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. sure. A fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre cross country killing spree with Stretch as the leader of the family. Oh, fuck yes. A little
2: uh, something I actually did mean to bring up earlier. She takes on the the um, uh, the whole like ripping of the faces to to use a mask Mm -hmm. shtick. And uh but she only wears LGs. Nice. Yeah.
1: Very nice. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> very nice. Yeah. Uh I, I'm totally in. I think you you've more than redeemed yourself.
2: <laughs> well, it wouldn't take much from that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that. Love Shack
1: is yeah. That's a song that needs to be brought down a peg. Anyway. Yeah. It really does. Um we've been uh, listening to Toby Hooper's magnificently Eerie soundtrack from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre through this whole thing. By the way, yeah, um, which is great. And I, I didn't know it was available anywhere, uh, so now I have to check on iTunes and see if I can get it. Does my mic sound weird now? I don't think so. Okay, I sound very like kind of echoey to me. Mm. <sighs> Maybe it's just me. Uh, one thing that we always bring up at the beginning of the show that we didn't this week is Harley Poe. Yes. So I'm going to have them play us out. With a song that they recorded uh, just for Dispatches from the Weird back when we did uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show as a radio play. Uh, Harley Poe was amazing enough to record a cover of uh, Science Fiction Double Feature for us to use, and it's amazing. It's really damn good. Uh, So that's going to do it this week. Um, Instagram is where I've been more than anywhere else lately yeah it's uh, Lono Mojo on Instagram go ahead and add me and uh send me naughty pictures
2: that's what Instagram's for right I'm talking to you right
1: (laughs) and all the listeners um on Facebook just look for me I'm there we got a dispatches page uh thanks for listening um any email uh webelongdeadpod at gmail.com uh on Twitter I'm at Lono Saves uh, and use that email and uh, get some shit on, on the air, What the topics you want us to talk yeah. about, trailers you want to hear. Um, I'd, I'd
2: like to bring back uh, Mary Fuck Kill.
1: Yeah, send in some Mary Fuck Kill uh, genre superstars for us to choose from. Absolutely. Uh, anything, uh, send it along and we'll definitely uh, take it into consideration and use it. Right. Uh, Again, thanks to everyone at Scares That Care. Uh, We can't wait to see next year, and we're going to keep plugging away uh, every week to get as many people over to the cause as we can because it is a damn good one. And uh, the people that run that charity, like I can speak for personally, are fantastic people. Absolutely, yeah. uh, Who do it for the love of helping other people. Even if they didn't get me that uh, Wolfman bus, that's fine. (laughs) Right. Uh, Ian, where are you?
2: I am on uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter at IMM1987. Um, I don't really use either one of them all that much, but if you uh, shout me out, then I will definitely reply. Um, I need to get back on in- Instagram. You should. Um, and then I'm on uh, Facebook, of course, and um, that's pretty much it.
1: Right on. Uh, WeirdoChurch.com for all of your uh, needs, and we belong to at, at gmail.com for all uh, email inquiries. Uh, also, before I forget, a, a huge shout-out to Rob Smith at Caspian Tattoo for designing a kick-ass logo Absolutely. for We Belong Dead. Um, we actually have business cards now, thanks to Ian, Yeah, uh, with our slogan on the back and our, our awesome new artwork on the front. I uh, can't thank Rob enough and send everyone who wants a tattoo over to him. Uh, he's reasonably priced and magnificent work. Right. Uh, so head over to Caspian Tattoo. And he's tattoo. just so pretty. He's very pretty. Yeah. He's very pretty. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Again, rest in peace Roddy Piper And uh, until next week Never uh, forget to raise your glass To a new world of gods And monsters